0: Hi, how do you tell if your levies are too high or even too low? Is somebody who's disabled entitled to an extra parking space? And those naughty Airbnb people have been at it again. This is the Flat Chat Wrap. Hi, I'm joined again by Sue Williams. Sue's been having a look at the Flat Chat Forum. What have you found, Sue?
1: Oh, there was quite a lot in it this week, Jimmy. You've been very busy, I think. Um, I was really interested in this strata levies question because, you know, how do you tell if your levies are just right, really, or whether you're paying too much or too little?
0: Right. Well, okay. Um, The very simple answer to that is if you are getting enough money coming into the general account to pay all the bills, then your levies are about Right. Um, that should account for also for putting some money aside for maintenance in the future. However, the question is, are the bills correct? Are you paying too much for maintenance of your lifts and, and things like that? Are you paying money for things, for services that you're not actually getting? Um, in some cases, you might even be paying the members of your committee. So these are the things you need to be looking at. Are your bills too high? That's mm. the, the, the first question. Because
1: I remember living in a building once. where They had kind of a bit of an incompetent building manager. And every time um, a light bulb went in a common area, he called in the electrician to change it where any normal person would have changed it themselves, really. So it was costing an enormous amount of money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've got things like, you know, these some of these contracts for maintenance are just so inflated, especially if in the early days of the building, the developer who's, you know, Sold the flats and is telling everybody, Oh, I've got this really good service lined up. They're terrific people. They're going to look after you. And all it is is just a bunch of their mates. But you know, you, you, certain different buildings are going to cost different amounts.
1: Because often, in in the case of a new building, most things are under warranty anyway, aren't they, really? So it shouldn't really require much maintenance.
0: That's right. Although you should, you do have to plan ahead. You do have to create a 10-year, uh, it's what they used to call a sinking fund plan, now called a maintenance fund plan. Um, but, you know, you, if you've got a small number of apartments in your building and a large number of, of lifts, for instance... A lot of hotel conversions have that. A building Mm -hmm. that was once a hotel or a commercial office will generally have more lifts than a building that was designed for residential purposes. So you could be paying more for that if you've got a swimming pool, if you've got a gym, if you've got concierge services. All those things, they make it a very attractive place to live, but they can make it quite expensive too.
1: Mm. And I guess as well as... Your the strata levies being too high, there's always always a problem of a disparity in strata levies as well. Maybe it might be the people in the penthouses who have a lot more unit entitlements aren't really paying enough and the people in the tiny little studio on the ground floor are actually paying too much yeah, in yeah. relation.
0: Yeah, I mean there it used to be quite well known, quite common for developers to to bring the big apartment levies down, you know, the unit entitlements on which your levies are based. Bring them down to the absolute minimum to make the, the apartment more attractive to people. And so people were paying less than uh, they should have. But these, these can be adjusted. Really what you, if you think you're paying too much, you just have to go through the figures, look at the bills. They should be in the accounts every AGM and ask yourself, well, should we be paying this amount of money for that service?
1: And there are experts who come in, aren't there? I mean, I know some strata managers have expertise in this as well who can look at the strata plan and work out whether the unit entitlements are distributed fairly too.
0: Yeah. And this is something that uh, our old friend Victor Dominello should really be getting in he wants everybody to be able to to calculate you know and, and sort of point at somewhere on a on a spreadsheet and say that is where my building is and this is what we should be paying and it really is long overdue that people should be able to say if you're in a building that's got so many apartments it's got so many lifts it's got a swimming pool or not it's got a gym or not it's got a building manager you know this is what you should expect to pay um, we do it for everything else. You know, you, you want to buy a washing machine, you go online and find out what's the best one for the mm. prize. Basically, you get what you pay for. And I, I lived in a building once where the building manager decided that he was going to save money by cutting back on the cleaning. And he did save money by cutting back on the cleaning, but the building was filthy within a month. <laughs> so, you know, mm. like I say, you get what you pay for.
1: And this thing that you were saying about Airbnb being naughty again, what were you talking about? Uh,
0: Well, there's a couple of things. There's somebody who's written in about uh, people putting these, I don't know if you've seen the like giant padlocks. you you lock them to a fence and and they've got inside. They're a key safe. They call them key safes. Oh, for so when
1: you, Airbnb guests come, that's where they can pick up the keys. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you get your Airbnb guests, and you know, so much for the thing of sharing. The so called sharing. I, I don't know how you can be sharing if you're not actually there, but. <laughs> You know, you, your Airbnb, yes, flies in from somewhere we know not where. You, you've you never met them. Certainly your neighbours have never met them. And to get into the apartment, they, they're given the code for this giant padlock key safe. And we've had a couple of uh, interesting posts from people. Who have been dealing with these key safes in, um, quite inventive ways. Really. Oh,
1: goodness. Do tell.
0: Well, I, I say they've been dealing with it in inventive ways. In one building, they uh, took the key safe off common property, which they were perfectly entitled yeah, to it do. It shouldn't
1: be on common property, should it?
0: No, definitely not without permission. And, um, the tenants who were subletting on Airbnb superglued the locks of the building open so that their their Airbnb guests could get into the building unhindered.
1: (gasps) That's terrible. Well, it's
0: shocking. You know, this is the kind of people you're dealing with. They really don't care about their neighbours. They don't Mm -hmm. care about the community. All they're interested in is making money. And now Airbnb is attacking Yasmin Catley, the, uh, the opposition spokesperson for Fair Trading. Um, because she said that she wants a register of uh, short-term letting properties.
1: And what's wrong with having a register? Because I think a lot of the other companies, like Stays, I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's called HomeStay. It's changed yeah, its name. Yeah. Lots of those other short-term letting companies say yes, we'd like a register to try and kind of make it much more run much more effectively. People know where the apartments are, and if there's any problems, they can they can sort them out. So why would Airbnb not like it?
0: Because then people would know how many Airbnb properties there were. And all the Airbnb properties that are in buildings where they shouldn't be, um, where they're doing it against the bylaws, would suddenly be exposed. And all the people who are making money on Airbnb and and the other short-term letting things would suddenly have to start paying tax and things like Uh. that.
1: Because oh, I guess, you know, the people who are doing Airbnb responsibly and, you know, within the rules, I mean, yeah. we've got nothing against them, obviously, and they're probably paying tax and everything's fine. But I guess if we force them to sign a register, this would really force out the bad ones, wouldn't it?
0: Well, when it happened in Los Angeles, the listings went down by a half the, across <laughs> yeah, the city. That's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. And they're now fighting tooth and nail uh, in New York to prevent it coming in, but they they reckon when it comes in, they'll drop by up up to two thirds. I mean, if this is such a legitimate thing, you got to say, why are you hiding? What are you hiding? Why are you not letting people know what's going on? We have to register everything else in our lives so that the fire department knows how many people are likely to be in a building and things like that. Or, you know, if you've got a building that's been taken over by short-term lets, then the fire department can come along and say, hang on, you've got too many people who don't know the building. You need to upgrade your fire services. Mm. What's the problem with that? Well, we know what the problem is. It's all about money and they make too much of it. And they would lose too much. It's as simple as that.
1: No, oh, let's hope they see a bit of sense soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't think they see sense until they're forced to see sense. Okay, that's what tends to happen.
1: The new question of the week this week was an interesting one. I think this was the one with the the disabled person. I think a lawyer which kind of makes it worse in some ways, who has commandeered one of the building's visitor parking spaces for their own use, is that the, right? The only... Oh, the disabled, only
0: one. Yeah, the only disabled visitor parking space, and they've got their, their sticker that says they're entitled to park in visitor spark, parking, and he, his partner has her own car, and so she parks in the car space they're supposed to have, and he parks in the disabled parking space, and threatens, as, as lawyers tend to do, I'm afraid, threatens that he's going to take them to the Supreme Court or the European Court of Human Justice or whatever, um, <laughs> on, uh, because the owner's corporation is saying that you're not entitled to park in visitors parking whether it's disabled or not. I mean, my suggestion was, well, offer them the disabled parking space in exchange for their space, but then the building wouldn't have a disabled parking space. Mm. So, you know, it's it's tricky. It's playing with people's emotions. Nobody wants to be tough on somebody who's disabled. The person who wrote to us said that they could see no signs of disability. You have to be careful. There are disabilities that are not obvious. You can't just say, well, I saw that person jogging to the bus and Mm. they can't be disabled there could be something that requires them to have that parking space but even so you can't just take over the one and only disabled visitor parking space in the building just because you've got a wee blue sticker
1: Absolutely because there may be other disabled people who need to use that that space
0: Absolutely It sounds like an
1: abusive process
0: Yeah, totally totally and and, uh, it's surprising from someone from the legal profession don't you think? (laughs)
1: Irony doesn't suit you, Jimmy. <laughs> and I see you have a, a vote going on at the moment for the the good guys in Strata and the bad guys, yeah, the saints and sinners, the
0: heroes and villains. Um, mm. Yes, we've been calling for nominations. Um, there's a few of the, the few obvious candidates around. They're in the story in, in the uh, the website. Um, so far, I've only had two nominations, which were both for me, Oh, which is...
1: <laughs> I, 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 I think you should <laughs> claim the prize quickly. <laughs> I,
0: I hasten to add, as a hero rather than a villain... But mm-hmm. uh, that's because Airbnb haven't got their vote in yet.
1: <laughs> they'll, they,
0: they'll be telling all their, their owners, we're now doing a campaign on this and everybody follows it. So
1: so from being having nominations as a hero, you might end up as the villain.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm not taking the nomination as a hero because if I did then I'd have to investigate myself for fiddling the vote. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that.
1: Well, is, is, is voting still open? People Nominations
0: are times? still open. I think we'll open the vote once we get a, an idea of who people think are the worst of the, of the worst and the best of the best. Maybe in the new year we'll put a vote on there and, and we'll come up and we'll come up with a nice prize.
1: Oh, that'll be fascinating. What, what will the prize be? Maybe a, a free apartment or?
0: Yeah, maybe a, an Airbnb <laughs> super glued lock. Oh. Something like that. Yeah, I think a a key safe mounted and, and glued shut. Well, that's all for the Flat Chat Wrap for this week. Thanks again to Sue for coming in and having a chat with us.
1: And thanks, Jimmy, for having me here.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. It's always great to see you and it's always great to chat to our listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll talk to you again soon.